Welcome everyone to episode 63 of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Uh, with me tonight, uh, regular host myself, Mark, and uh, Graham. Hello, Mark. Hello, Graham. And uh, our regular recurring guest, all-time fan favourite, Jeff. How are you, Jeff? Well, thank you. Good, good. All right. On the agenda tonight, because all you seem to have been doing all winter is 22s, so um, we have a review of the P10 practical match up at Pew Pew, and also followed up by the uh, Cold Spark Spark 22 match held in Tai Happy, so we'll kick it off. Um, Graham, can you just give us a bit of a background to the, what the P10 practical was, and... Uh, the style and what stage it was in the competition uh so yeah p10 practical uh <clears throat> took place in uh, about 20 minutes out of pew pew which is in the waitomo district in central ish not really central north island anyway southern waikato maybe um this was round four of this 2023 spark 22 series um yeah uh so what else do you want to know what style of event was uh ooh, how do i explain this one uh, a mix of field positions and prop shooting um so where the terrain was more limited we'd, we'd put in some sort of man-made props or logs and then some other areas we used the um the, the cool steep terrain that's on this property and um, also a little bit of unsupported mixed in there just to keep it um practical so to speak yeah oh that's good Right. Any woman-made props? I person-made props. If I said anything here, it would be considered <laughs> no. Okay. I, could, I could make some jokes, but um, no, no. The two percent of our audience is female. Wouldn't like it. Yeah. All right. Sorry to them, but we'll <clears throat> we'll rectify that in the future. Uh. <laughs> By them leaving and us having no we'll do our two percent. Yeah. Yes. But come back, please. Um, all right. So moving on, you guys were heading into the competition needing points badly, obviously. Uh both uh, struggling in previous matches. Or is that am I reading the wrong script there? Oh, I, no. I was that's fair. I, I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Depends if you can see A, B, or C grade. Um, yeah. <clears throat> all right, Jeff. Uh, obviously, you were uh, coming in hot to this match. Um, what were you running, and and what did you change from your winning formula to make it a non-winning formula? Oh no, it went the other way around. Went... Other way around. Other uh, way yeah. Around. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Other way around. Um, I don't think I changed much. Um, no, I had not touched my rifle. It was um, it still and still does have the mud on it from brutality. Um, all I had to do was switch the. I'm, I'm running the running the one scope um, between several rifles, so just move that yep. back and did a quick zero check. Um, were, were you uh, actually we, zeroed this time? <laughs> yes, I was. I was, good, and that, I mean that was. You know what? That, that was the big improvement. Um, he said zero check. It, a, it doesn't mean he actually zeroed it. 
I, I oh, yeah, zeroed the rifle. Over there. I, I did a 50 meter zero, which is not what I usually do, but I couldn't be bothered um, moving it the extra two clicks, so I just left it there. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah, and, and running the Hornady uh, Varmint Express ammo, essentially the equivalent of CCI standard velocity. Um, so that's been a change from. Was it, oh, I was running um, target rifle before. And I just found that yeah. the uh, the lubrication on it, or something to that effect, was just causing it to stovepipe every now and then. Um, so yeah, so that was probably the one change I made. And it's been running all right. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, had. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The last two matches, no, um, no mag issues, no misfeeds, um, no mechanical failures of any sort. Um, it's well, it's interesting because sort of ammo is a, like what you can get is what you use sort of thing at the moment. Mm. Like some of your regular stuff you were using is not available, so it's interesting just to hear what other one. I've you know I've not shot a lot of Hornady twenty two ammo, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's um. I mean, it's not flash ammo. It's not competing with um special match or elite team or anything like that. Um. But it's good enough for what we do. Yep, yep. All right, Graham, um, you're obviously uh, were also coming in to this shoot, and I guess it probably still suited suited um, going down the bolt action route. I'm pretty sure you still used a bolt action, or do you switch to a semi for this match? Uh, being that this was more of a um, less high round count, more so precise shots, I, I went with the bolt gun, so... Uh, previous match i'd run the uh, sort of modded up 1022 and on this this time around we went with the voodoo um uh which i would say proved to be the correct rifle um, not that you can't shoot yeah. anyone at any match we, we sort of style them like that but um you, there wasn't as uh much of you didn't have to take several shots really quick it was the idea like it was like a shot or two then move so and so and so forth so yeah voodoo with the uh, delta javelin uh I did recently swap the suppressor to one that's not leading up as bad. I put a, um, what are they? The B&Ts? Um, B&T Tiger or something? Uh, good little Swiss suppressor. Uh, I both. I, did you have problems back in the day, Mark, with your RPR-22 leading up? Or was that the action that was turning to junk? I can't remember, but they can... Now it's cha- chamber. Oh, that's right, yeah. But yeah, I've had a, <laughs> a lot of issues in the past. Um, it's got a pretty weak extractor though so it's not yeah you don't see many of them anymore actually now that we think about it um, anyway so yeah uh, swap, swap that suppressor was there. I haven't seen mine for two years so it's probably find a, it somewhere yeah um, <laughs> me um, actually not... I, I did lend it to, I lend it to someone as a night vision gun because it's got an infrared scope on it but because it's got a 30mi rail um, you couldn't zero the infrared scope at anything less than about 150 metres <laughs> So if you shot a rabbit at like 25 metres, you had to aim at six inches above its head. So and I said, just use it like that and just remember that every time you're shooting, which is most of them, you got to make sure you're aiming well above its head. So there's, yeah, anyway, you, you bad work around. You don't hear of infrared much anymore, do you? Is that dead? Uh, no, no, no. It's still pretty common because it's cheap. So, oh, okay. Um, and, yeah, it has its place. Uh, certainly for, for shorter range stuff. It wouldn't be an, it's not an issue, yeah. Yeah. It's just when you get out beyond 100 metres, 
it gets really ropey trying yeah. to see what the hell you're shooting at. Anyway, anyway, so uh, anyway, uh, and then back obviously to the, the the rifle setup. Um, no uh, no weights on it, nothing like that. Just um, and the Grabo. Uh, I guess you still call them a stock, but it's like a chassis type stock with a <coughs> aluminium skeleton through them, and then just the nice big chunky HD fifty um, Acutac bipod. Um, so no modifications. Nah. From the last round of this round, no, no, just not yeah. not since the last time I run the Voodoo. I I have been paying a massive amount of um, uh, attention to keeping Money? my my chamber oh, really no. clean. Yeah, because the chamber's so tight on them. If you um, build up a carbon ring, they just stop working. Um, so <clears throat> I seem to have that under control. Um, funnily enough, in the next match with a different gun, I had a small chamber issue, which we'll talk about later, but. Uh, but yeah, okay. no, Voodoo was good. Excellent. All right. Uh, and ammo you're using? Uh, RWS Special Match. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure there's much of that left around. So. No, that's so, what I'm wondering. I'm in my last brick. It's still very good stuff, so... Yeah. All right. No, that's good. Um, so how did you prepare for the match, Jeff? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um... I actually did a bit of practice before this one. I uh, had a couple what? of training sessions with, uh, yeah, I know, right? With um, Tom and Cassie. Um, Who's Cassie? Is that your girlfriend? Ms. Gunrack. Oh, your wife. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that stops again. <laughs> yeah. Expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who else? Oh, and, and Joel and what have you um but yeah just <clears throat> practicing lots of um lots of movement lots of build and break uh, we had some props and some rocks and uh even had a vertical um tree stump that we we used to to practice um one of the stages that we we figured might be coming up yeah um, so yeah I mean, I mean that's my practice for the year so got that out of the way i i think just having that zero is a real solid improvement for you this year not to yeah, not to poke fun, yeah. but you know what I mean. Like it's 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 fucked you up several times. Uh, yeah, well, t- to hey, the point we're going to gonna probably include a zero a zero opportunity before our major center fire events now, <laughs> just for you. Oh, you're so kind. Yeah, we have to be. Um, you are you are the podcast sponsor, of course. So we have to, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm Graham, actually making you? like demands. <laughs> what What about me? What training did I do? Uh, you obviously were switching guns, so you had to probably just familiarise yourself again with. Yeah, just the, I, uh... I was just shooting paper, and then I made um, obviously round one a spark. I went in with um, absolutely cooked dope, that that didn't work past fifty meters, um, so I put a big effort into uh, checking my everything to do with my dope out to a couple hundred meters, and making sure. So it did was... you print it off? Did you print it off there? Well, not all. Weird. so i had no, pr- just... I printed off and i had the kestrel um but <laughs> to, be, to be honest um it was throwing out the same data as my printed off sheet anyway um yeah so and the the hard data was good i sort of um look at the elevation and where i'm going and a rough idea of what temperature is going to be and it, it's it's good enough and then if, if i have any queries i can um check the kestrel or a, a phone yeah. if need be Yep. What was the longest shots at this match? Two hundred. Yes, I think it was two hundred and one meters. I yeah. Think. yeah, there was two stages that went to two hundred meters. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 
So not extreme, extreme, but still. Yeah. No, yep. no spark. The idea of spark that sort of inside sub two hundred for for uh, rifleman class. Yeah, and a hun- hundred ish and in for hunter. Doesn't always work. We sometimes go to one hundred and ten if, if uh, needs be. Yep. Yeah. Well, it was an eight no, stage. One match, of those. Think, um, from... Sorry, Jeff. Yep. One of those longer range uh, ones would have been the troop line, right? So a lot of people wouldn't have got to the longer shots on it anyway no you are incorrect the troop line went no? out to 175 or something <laughs> okay yeah See, which is long like, range like I said, yeah. didn't, didn't get out there <laughs> Jeff didn't even got there to find out how far it was <clears throat> no. is That's, that what you're saying so there was a, a the, the long range linear limits which was the same as mm-hmm. previous year um, which is generally where are we looking at scores generally quite a high scoring stage um yeah, by far, by far the most clears. Oh, well, nearly by far. Two, four, six, eight, ten people cleared it, and a bunch got pretty close. Uh, and then the was that other short long stage? We had to run down the track to the second position, which we'll talk about later. That had a shot at. Oh uh, yeah. And that is a, a disc out at just over two hundred there. Yeah. All right. Well, since we're talking about stages, there was eight stages in the day. What was your um, favourite stage, Jeff, and uh, why, and what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, my favourite stage of the day, I think, yeah, it was our second stage. Was the um, what was it called? It was the one where you had like a a wall of posts, so a straight post, a diagonal post, and then a straight post at the bottom. How how was your wall? Uh, called? Um, the, the skinny targets. How was your win call? Yeah, my win call was good. No, um, that's the name of the stage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was no wind on the day, Jeff. Yeah, no. I, I was just, I was just trying to recall, and I was like, yeah, I didn't struggle with wind on that at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were the long, uh, tall, skinny targets, which was um, cool. Um, yeah, I got, when I got in behind the the scope and I was like oh wow that's um that's different and you can see where it was designed to challenge you um yeah so the stage was essentially engage what was it um three targets or four targets four um, targets four targets four yeah. targets nearest to furthest um off each rung um of this wall um and the top one is fairly straightforward like kneeling or, or double kneel or, or whatever um and then the next one down, you kind of have to get a bit creative, especially with the with the diagonal nature of, of the post. And I um, got into this like hunched sitting position. I pulled in my pack behind me, and I reached forward with my left hand, pulled myself close to the prop, pulled my pack in behind me, and then let go and lean back into my pack. And so it's support from behind and the rifle support in the front. So it was, it was really nice and, and stable, except while in doing that, I got a severe cramp under my ribs. So I, I shot half the stage with this like massive cramp going on, um, just absolutely muscled through it. And I yeah, can still feel it, which is probably not ideal. <laughs> it probably speaks to my level of fitness and how often I use these muscles. Um, so yeah, so that, that was cool, building a, um, a, a non-traditional kind of out of the box position um, and then moving to the bottom you got to get you can sh- obviously shoot prone off, off the lowest one 
um, but you end up in this really weird um, like body off to the side kind of position um, and what I found worked well for me there to not break my um, to not break my position because I was leaning on my right elbow and if I had to rack the bolt with my right arm I'd completely break my position every single time I fired a shot um, so what I ended up doing was running the bolt with my left hand over the top of the rifle which I'd never practiced before and didn't actually plan on doing until I got in into the position um, but yeah no, it, it worked well um, I think I cleaned that one yes you did um, yeah so yeah no I was yeah very happy with that it was just fun and trying new stuff under the clock is not ideal but it yeah worked well this time yeah that was a pretty cool stage I think that the two closer targets could have been skinnier because um, they were quite close they, I should have made them like I'll probably make some more but like ooh seven maybe ten or seven millimeters wide or something um but but anyway um interesting i'm just sort of playing around with i see a lot of different target shapes in um, canada and the u.s and stuff so i'm just sort of playing around with a few different ideas on on stuff like that mm. yeah well it was a good stage too so as they say we don't learn enough from our victories what about your um worst stage what didn't go well for you I'm going to probably guess the troop line. Yeah, and the troop, troop line didn't go well. Uh, yeah, that was literally my worst worst um, stage for the day, as it was last year. Um, last year, what messed me up was um, I didn't have my holdovers correct. I, I was using the wrong stadia. Um, wow. And yep. you were forced to use holdover for the first four. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a, a one instead of a half or something like that. Um, this year, um, again, I think it was the third or fourth target along, like not, not super far, but by the end of the day, you see that like the dirt was just cut out around it for some reason. There was something about that one particular target that was a little bit tricky. Um, so spent a lot of ammo on that, um, Mm. got past it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, with, with no target placards, um, it was very easy to get out of sequence as you, you shoot targets out away from you and then left and kind of follows a, a sheep track uh, along the along a ridge. And it was very easy to skip over, get out of sequence. Um, and then obviously that's that's not worth points. So I had to go back and re-engage the target. Um, and that just cost me time and points. So I could have got a bit further. Um, probably should have had another few points in there. Um, but yeah, it was okay. It's not great. Um, I had I didn't have my data card with me. There was one thing I forgot. Um, so I mean, if that's the only thing I forget at a match, that's probably you know pretty good success rate. Um, so I didn't have a thing on the side of the rifle. So what I ended up doing was like ripping up a, a spent um, ammo box and just riding on that. And I had it down next to me on the map. So I had to come off of the rifle. A bit um, every single target which again is probably a second or so um, per position change or, or dial so it, not ideal no but no that was oh, every other stage I think you did pretty well so in terms of score like you know nothing that was by far and away your worst one so um. no, yeah uh, the, the only other one I messed up was the NRL pyramid which I think a lot of people struggled with um, oh, yeah. well that was v- no one cleared it yeah 
no it, it was it was tough um i did make a mistake on it though in that i clipped my bag to the gun and i found that um while i was shooting my um my scope uh what was it the windage turret kept on hitting the um the branch of, of the pyramid above the uh, branch i was yeah. using and i was like man how, how do people use this this is such a terrible design prop um <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, I was probably after the whole match I was like oh that's right I had a clipped on bag that was forcing me to be at a particular distance from the prop I could have just moved that like an inch and then I would have cleared um, so that was just a, a technical thing I could have done better yeah but see I think it was a possible 30 points no 27 28 and you know the top score on that stage was um, 21 so um Graham, over to you. What happened with the design of that stage? Just you need a hard one now and again. It wasn't meant to be that hard. Um, yeah. So it had a hundred millimeter, uh, no, seventy-five millimeter diamond at pretty much a hundred meters, and then had a one of the magpie cutout targets at one sixty-seven or something. Yep. Um, the year before, it ran a different prop, but the the magpie was at like one forty-five. Um, yeah, I, th- Ooh, I think the target was probably just because it's. I had the people seem confused. They're like, "Oh, last time the magpie was horizontal." And a bunch of people asking, but I've got two magpie targets, so th- this one's like one standing vertically. Uh, it was just a skinny. T- yeah, it was just a skinny target for <laughs> the win. Can't be the entire reason for that, anyway. <laughs> no, it was. It was. There was a when I, I shot it with my first stage. As a, as you can see, um, there was a little bit of a breeze, and it was just hard to keep it on the plate. Was, oh, yeah. was the issue. I think you also didn't get much um, feedback, much splash from the ground on that stage. Mm. Um, I was fortunate in that I think my first shot on that, I just the sun was just in the right position for me to, to catch a bullet in flight. Um, so I knew my exact windage call all the way through. Um, but if you weren't like spotting for others in our squad, like there was just nothing, no feedback. We had no idea why or where they were missing. Um, so yeah, so it was tough to move on. Hmm. Yeah, right, that's excellent. All right, um, Graham, over to you now. Once we dovetail into that, what was your favourite stage and uh, why, and how it went well for you? Uh, the favourite stage was stage eight, uh, which was a sort of a technical short range, uh, unsupported stage. Another so. one, no one cleared. Yeah. Yep. No. Um, so it was five targets. Uh, you didn't actually get given distances. You didn't need distances. They're all under like thirty meters. Um, and oh, is this a super short one? It was different yeah. because about yeah, some, yeah. Yep. in that same area, you're up the hill a bit, um, and yet there was yeah, you had to hit each target twice. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and you only had twelve shots for ten hits from an unsupported either whatever you could do unsupported depending on the situation no prone yeah. obviously and um yeah it was it was pretty hard it was um there's one target the longer target it was one of our smaller little um circle hanging steel targets um on the steel frame that was a challenging little shot um yeah i was i was hoping to clear it but it didn't quite uh didn't, yeah didn't... you're one away one shot away with it yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, a few people got that five, so 
Um, yeah, not bad. Cal, Cal's always going to do well on stuff like that, as you know. Um, yeah, and I, that's normally where I get points back on people because <laughs> I was, I was squatted up with Nick, Nick Shaw, and <laughs> I shot it, and I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty good, you know, like pretty happy with that and then that guy goes and gets the same same score straight afterwards and i was like oh shit because he, here's me thinking i'd sort of get four or five hits on him um yeah it just didn't happen he just he just outshot me so yeah it was good and yeah but a cool stage just just uh you had heaps of time but very few shots so sort of was it the same for hunter class the stage pretty much or did they have more rounds I, they had more rounds I think I gave oh, yeah. him like 20 shots or something. Yeah, because yep. Scotty cleared it. I think no one else did. He would have just been mag-dumping. The eventual winner of um, Hunter. All right. Funnily enough, that's, um, where, that's where Malcolm in second lost the match. On that stage. If you look at Malcolm. Yeah. Uh, yeah which I was is, looking it, at him. He, yeah. he cleared um, six out of eight. Yeah. So yeah. And impressive. Yeah. And you think that should have been right up his alley. But I don't know what happened. It happens though, um, but yes, and so yeah, that that was that was my favourite stage. Just a real cool um, take the time to set your natural point of aim and try take a perfect shot rather than rushing through in a real short time limit. Just taking compromised yep. or good enough shots, you know. Yeah. Righto. Which stage owned you? NRL pyramid. The <laughs> Just, pyramid. The, per- the pyramid, man. Destroyed by your own creation. Eh? I only got ten points. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this was the first stage of the day, and I was like, holy shit. Like, because Nick shot it before me, because um, he was first, you know, he was the squad I run. He got 14. Oh, I was like, oh, 14, yeah. so yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to dust him up. And then, and then it just didn't, <laughs> just didn't happen, man. <laughs> yeah, just, um, I just couldn't get on the, the the magpie, essentially, at distance. Yeah, and I was cursing. I was like, why is it so much further out this year? You know, why, why could it not just be that 30 metres closer? But, um, yeah, that, 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 but again, if 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 it had been easier, everyone else would have done well on it, right? So it doesn't make it doesn't make any yeah. difference. It's, um, um, yeah, I might move the magpie out to two hundred meters next year. That'll fix it. <laughs> That'll fix it. Yeah, we, we go horizontal. Was the prop was the prop an issue? Was the prop made it difficult or the yeah. that you're shooting off? Prop was fine on the right hand side. You're partly obscured by some foliage, but um, yeah. no, it's a big solid prop, easy to shoot off. Yep, yep. For for us. It's a very solid prop. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so, I guess Jeff, you've already been to the next event. So, um, what did you, I guess, um, plan or aim to do differently going on from that event, from the P10 to the Taipei event? Nothing really. Um... Same setup. Exact same setup. Um, yeah. It's the Teak and the RX chassis, the LRP S5 on top. Um, yeah. And Sports Presser. Um, no, I, I just, I mean, I again moved the rifle over because I'd um, been hunting just before. <clears throat> um, and in moving that over, I actually did my 25 meter zero, which is my preference. Um, no, that was it. We. I, we changed ammo for Cassie's rifle, so I had a bunch of trigger time just testing ammo for her. Yeah. Um, but no, that was it. What ammo is right. she using? 
Uh, so she's using Ely Match. Okay. Match? Or, yeah, I think. Yeah, Ely, Ely Woman's Match. match. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Smells um, nicer. <laughs> fragrance. Perfume dispenser. Different, different, different wax. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. E- Ely does, yeah, smell different. Anyway. Um, no, actually, a, a mate of mine, um, his, his old man used to shoot small ball um, and has since passed. Um, but has has a whole bunch of Ely match. So I was like, yeah, yes, please, we'll take some of that. Yep. Um, and Cassie's gun seems to like it, so I, I get to shoot the, the cheap stuff, and she gets to shoot that. Excellent. I guess we better summarise the results before we move on then. Um, from the P10 match, so um, in the main class, Rifleman, uh, Michael, Will, Michael W, we'll call him, um, the great and powerful Michael. He finished top on 207, so ended up 10 points clear, and it was a tie for second, which was um, Nicholas S and Graham. So and I think you were just one shot off on shots fired, was it, Graham? Uh, yeah, one shot off, I think. Was the yeah. Final tally on the... 104. Yep. Yep, yeah, 103, 104. So, yeah. um, so good... Good performance, and Jeff, you finished in sixth. No, you would got have been fourth equal. Oh, fourth equal. God, <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hundred eighty three. God, there's a heap of you. And then you got yeah. burned on your shots fired. Mm. Uh, well, but but it doesn't make any difference for the series points, which is the important thing. Oh, yeah, could true. Yes, yes. Yep. Yep. So you're pleased with that result, both of you? Yeah, I um. Oh, you always look back and go, oh, everyone does it, right? <clears throat> I should have done this on this stage. and Like, yeah. I look back at the troop line and think, shit, I should have cleared that. You know, there's another shit, six points six I could have points. got there. Yeah. I, yeah. Should, I should have got those extra three points on Speedy Possum. Sorry, less Speedy Possum's NRL Pyramid. I should have got more points. But uh, Wilkie could say the same thing. He could go, well, I should have got an extra couple points here. And Nick should... Yeah. So it's just, yeah. Um, yeah. T- take it and learn. Like, I probably should have shot the the troop line um i should have shot a holdover or something you know um and try to speed up because i'm i'm not that fast so if i can remove a step dialing i wouldn't have ran out of time because I, I wasn't yeah. missing the shots it was just yeah so it's maybe stage planning um and a shout out for our ammo sponsors most shots fired it was uh carl again well done carl and uh <laughs> sam o'connor came in second on shots fired did he sam runs a bolt gun yeah, 120. Nice. Unless, he's, <laughs> unless he was fudging the figures, but anyway. And then... Yeah, um, I mean, looking at hit percentage, um, <clears throat> Michael's, yeah, out of the gate. That's, um, was it 80% hit percentage? Yeah. Yeah, because he only fired, his shots fired was way down, 80, 95 or 85, I can't remember. 95. Yeah. So it shows you can save ammo if you really want to conserve it. Um, so, mm-hmm. so for those who don't shoot uh, our events or from a different country, the shots fired only because we don't do one shot per target. Um, shots fired only come into account for a tiebreaker. Yeah. So if me and Jeff tied, or, or like yeah, me and Nicholas tied, we just go back through and, okay, Graham fired one more shot. So Nick was more efficient in getting that 86.8%. So he, he therefore takes when it comes to getting a medal or something, he gets the medal over me. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you don't record shots fired, then you ain't getting. Yeah, if you don't record shots fired, we just you automatically lose the tiebreaker. Yeah, even if you were trending to win it on all your other shots fired, we'll still you'll still lose it. Yeah. Righto, and Hunter class, uh, Scotty G had his first win of the season, um, and Malcolm was in second, and Dan. Third, I'm not sure if I know Dan. So 205 versus 202 points. So, as you said, uh, that stage eight for Malcolm was really got him because he had cleared six stages, which was the most of anyone in any of both classes. So, six stages cleared. Um, and terms of yeah then third place was 193 so you know pretty the scores going down through the list so there's a fair few people up up into the 170s so it's pretty competitive and again similar with um rifleman up above 170 there was at least 10 people so yeah um any other last comments on the p10 no, we have to good thank... venue, good weather. Yeah, we have to, yeah, the weather was once again good. Um, we have to thank uh, Wes for hosting us and doing a good job match directing once again and, um, you know, doing all that landowners do to uh, make these events work. Um, it's a pretty cool venue. It's very suitable for rimfire. Um, that, that area is just fantastic for rimfire. Um, and it's, uh, it's a standout round in the series, actually. Is what I'll say. It's um, a lot of people's favourite. So, cough. Yep. <clears throat> well, we haven't had the one at your place yet, mate. Oh, yeah, true. Good point. Your, your, the one at your place is going to be cool. Very, very stupidly cool. Anyway, we talk about that at the end. Righto. Moving on to the Cold Spark match. So this was the first uh, 22 match held at this locale. So um, I wasn't there. So Graham, can you just give us a background to the where, the how, and the why of the Cold Spark? So one of the um, as as the as the Spark Twenty Two series grows, um, we've got to we'd like to spread it around uh, the different parts of the North Island a bit more. Um, so it's not just Taranaki or close to Taranaki. Uh, and so uh, Simon from GPRE, um, uh, through several way uh, reasons, doing some certifying of a range over there, he um, he planned out a, a field rimfire range, and now. Again, for those who aren't familiar with how we do our events, this isn't a flat, square, traditional range like people think of. This is a around the sides of hills, and it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, he so G- GPRE, so, so Simon and his crew put together a, uh, a match uh, tie happy. I'd actually call it closer to Waiuru. It's um, it's like five minutes out of Waiuru, but thirty minutes out of tie happy. Um, it's was meant to, well, it's called Cold Spark because we, we were thinking it'd be cold, wet, and miserable. And it was, um, apart from a small amount of frost in the morning, warmed up to some mild sunburn after lunch. So um, the venue's sort of uh, typical for the area, sort of scrubby hills, that kind of thing. Um, a bit of manuka, a lot of that's been cleared away though, so it's sort of, you know, scratchy ground looks good. Um, and we sort of shot up one side of one hill and then underneath some other hills up another valley. So it was a good mix of different terrains and uh, some shorter range stuff in the Manuka, kind of in the Manuka and um, stuff like that. So it was a classic 
GPRE match. I'd actually say a couple smaller targets than I'm used to Simon running. As a comment, I'll throw out there straight away. Um, yeah. Certainly a lot less cleared stages, so compared to the previous match, so obviously the difficulty level was a bit different. Uh, a bit more, a little bit more wind uh, would, yeah. would have been a big factor there. Um, yeah, a bit of a windier day. Okay, yep. Yeah, I'd it was say pretty. So. It was pretty calm at P10, wasn't it? Very, very calm. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, That'll do it. All right, uh, Jeff. You already talked about you've took the same setup going into it Graham you uh, mm-hmm. decided to throw everything out the window and start again <laughs> and not just not just swap back to a semi swap to a different semi <laughs> different one <laughs> um, but I did a bunch of changes to I, I couldn't make my mind up um, what what would be considered a Jeff move normally changing things at the last minute <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah I went in with the um, uh, Taxol uh, 1022 so it's essentially a a race car version of 1022 they're traditionally put together for sort of speed steel or uh do they call it mini ipsic jeff um like like pistol club style, style events in new zealand with um, yeah ipsic mini ipsic mini um mini rifle mini, whatever, yep. something yeah. like that yeah and they and they just like um do a lot of close range fast engagement stuff um so, so we put along with guns easy we put together this this rifle um i originally had the magpul hunter stock um the only thing i don't like about the stock is it's, it's easy to flex and, and push pressure on your barrel so i'd find myself being stupidly accurate and then i would um i would all of a sudden like not be able to hit targets and what i was doing is inadvertently pressing on the barrel so um uh, a couple of days before i swapped out to uh oryx chassis um which just allows well, it just eliminates that issue essentially. Um, and then I so has it got the same? It takes the same stocks as a Ruger ten twenty two would. So yeah, if but you an Oryx, it'll take yeah. Yep. The only the only downside on most nearly all ten twenty twos is they don't have a rear action screw. Your one does. You've got the t- Ruger ten twenty two target, <laughs> but most most don't. So competition, yeah. Competition. Yeah. Apologies. Um, but the Oryx. In my opinion, is the best chassis option for these things because at the rear yeah. of the chassis it clamps the action. So it's not the repeatable zero thing like a lot of stocks are. Like you're only point one out. You've still got to re-zero, yeah. but it's once it's clamped. I just like clamp it to like shit, like forty inch pounds or some something I can't remember, and it's solid. So um, with the the, the taxile receiver and barrel and everything in that chassis, it's it's not a voodoo but it will sort of hold about minute of angle out to 100 meters yeah in calm conditions so it's um it's pretty capable um yeah and then obviously it takes 1022 mags and and all of that so um yeah and i just had a, a um delta striker scope on it which is not i it's okay for 10 for 22 it's not there's better options but um the parallax is just a bit Oh, slightly higher. Yeah, the ja- the javelin's yeah. got a better parallax for rimfire, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So if you if you're gonna buy one of the two for rimfire, javelin's a thousand bucks cheaper. Yeah. So win win win. Win. Um, yeah. But yeah. So that, same that, ammo. That was set up. Uh, no, sorry, I no. ran <sighs> Norma Tac, which is just RWS. Uh, oh yeah. Target rifle. Yep. That red box. 
Red Fox. Yep. You'll see everywhere at the moment. It's fantastic yeah. ammo for the average consumer. It is really bad on game, but really good on targets. Yeah. So bad on game. Like, unbelievably bad. <laughs> good on goats, though, actually. Anyway. Hey, yeah. Possum rifle series doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I can't win it anyway. Oh, yeah, true. But yeah. <laughs> I haven't got a $20,000 thermal advantage. <laughs> No, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> or know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pre-scouted the farm. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, so took took the 1022 with the idea of I was I was thinking I was like, there's going to be a lot more short range stuff, which I was wrong about. Um, there's a little bit, but um, so I was thinking, okay, the 1022, the Taxol 1022, even in the chassis, half the weight of the Voodoo, nearly. Um, so I was, I was thinking, you know, along that line, like um, fast, um, yeah, fast transitions and 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 less weight and unsupported positions. Yeah, so that that's the rifle. Okay, righto. I see there was a blind stage, so uh, and it actually had two people that cleared it, so it wasn't a four minute break in the middle of your day to sit down and use your binoculars to spot nothing. So it actually was, from what I heard, a good blind stage. So it was there was two blind stages, one for hunter and oh. one for rifleman, Righto. with two different yep. valleys. So one cleared it in hunter and one cleared it in rifleman. Yeah, yeah, and that was not me, as you can see from the score. No, no. How did Jeff? How did Jeff go on the blind stage? You absolutely 15. destroyed me on the blind stage, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, you got you got fifty percent more points there. Yeah, I, I've got a bit of a I've got a story of a stupid story on what happened, but we'll talk, Jeff. Talk us through the blind stage, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in my opinion, and maybe that's just because I, I did well on it, but in my opinion, like, the most balanced uh, blind stage that GPRE has put on yet. Um, and I, I've, like, really, really done horribly on all the previous ones. So, I've gone, like, zero to hero on this particular blind stage, which oh, you second, made me you feel second great. Equal, second equal top scored. Yes. So, yeah. so bal- I like how you called it balanced. Yes. Because, yes. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone, whenever Simon says like, I'm doing a blind stage, everyone's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm well. mm. <laughs> just zero me." <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I just... I, I'm going to agree with your statement before letting you finish. It was an excellent position, and it was very, um, it was good. Karen, sorry, Jeff. Yeah. So, um, so I didn't see the the hunter um, blind stage, um, but for for rifleman. Um, you get walked up to this little like grassy knoll mound type thing um, and you get pointed out your your arc of fire so you've got a couple of standards that give you a V and then you've got a rearmost standard which which limits your distance um, which I think is great um, so you've, you've contained to quite a, a nice little area um, and there are a couple of a couple of gimmies in there and and i mean like by simon standard a couple of gimmies um where you could see a frame or, or you had quite a unnatural like a round shape um against like grassy background or what have you um so yeah so it was a little bit swampy and reedy um and then as you went up the hill you had um some manuka trees and, and some other trees and bits and pieces so there, there was quite a bit of variety um i think depending on where the sun was uh when you shot the stage you would have had 
um, fairly different conditions as, as in like when, when the sun might catch a target for us, it was the end of the day. So the sun was like way over. So we weren't getting any glint off the targets. Um, and they were quite shot up. Um, but I mean, they weren't painted anyway. Um, yeah, what else? No, it was it was just really good. Uh, the time was good. Uh, you could use that little grassy knoll type thing to, uh, I guess you would have done it like kneeling or sitting or, or what have you. You could use that um, as a as a prop to glass off of and then get onto your rifle. Um, I used a tripod. Um, I think one of the worst things you can do with the with the blind stage is, is try and glass up in in your binos and then drop down to your rifle and just everything looks different because you've dropped a meter um in um from your standing to to your kneeling or, or prone position so uh yeah so you could use the natural prop or, or spend 20 seconds or 10 seconds setting up a, a tripod right yeah i'd say so, no. the tripod was i took it there but as soon as i got pointed out the shoot position i just become irrelevant essentially for me but so, so I before the stage, I finished up on the, the sort of the events that had two sides to it. I finished up and I, I thought, oh, I'll just glance at my bolt and chamber face and see how grubby it's getting. You know, you get all the wax build up and sorting everything on the semis, and it was getting a bit grubby. I was like, oh, I'll just give it a little brush. I got a little brush, a little, like toothbrush style cleaning brush, and flaked it all off. And then um, I thought, no, nah, none of that went in the chamber. It'd be mint. So anyway, I put the flag in. And obviously I did this in a safe position and then um, proceeded to the blind stage and uh, turns out I did have something in my chamber <laughs> anyway so I start the stage spot the first target shoot it and then I've got, you got to shoot it twice they've got a dead trigger <clears throat> drop the mag look oh I'm trying to I didn't extract my previous round and what it had done with the junk in the chamber it had done it locked the case in the chamber. So you had uh, four, four minutes for the stage, I think, total. And so I'm about 15 seconds in by this point. <laughs> my, my gun stops working with one hit. And, <laughs> yeah. And so I, um, I spend the next three minutes, well, pretty well. I, by the time I cleared the malfunction, I had one minute of time left. So I, oh wow! I so yes, yeah, so I re-engaged the the target. I knew where it was. Hit that. It was, it was like right in front of me. It was easy. And then I got on binoculars and I spotted. Uh, there was like a round target at the back of the swamp, um, poking up above the reeds. Shot there, bang bang, and I had about twenty seconds left. Whatever, whatever it was, and then I got on glass and uh, I ran out of time, essentially. So. Um, yeah, and then here's the funny thing. I with the Voodoo, I carry a little extraction tool in case you get a, a, a seized up chamber chamber in the Voodoo, which is somewhat common. Um, didn't take it to this match because I wasn't running the Voodoo. Um, if I had to have my little go. tool, which is clipped Don't on my take belt it with a brush during the match, correct? And maybe have a way of if you do clean it, something to clean the chamber out. Um, yeah, and it had a little little tricks. So I got this little. It's on a little like a key fob, you know, with your keys. So you can. I assume Jeff's got one in his office. You have your keys on a little lanyard. I can quickly retract it. Uh, sorry, um, pull it out, and uh, it's always there. And then 
and then you just let it go and it just retracts itself if i had had that it would have um i would have cleared the malfunction in under 10 seconds and i may have been able to find another target or two but that's life it's a uh, i did something stupid and it jammed my gun up no fault of the gun i, I put a bunch of crud in the chamber right so yeah, fiddling inside a, a 1022 receiver is difficult at the best of times they're alone under time yeah so and so um <laughs> yeah so anyway it, it, that really cooked um that stage for me which was a shame uh but that's life that's uh yeah live, live and learn somewhat right so i'm thinking that was your worst stage game is that what you you just described then? yeah i'd say that whole my first pretty much after that my day improved Ah, oh, so you would have. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. But so yep. that was my first stage on the second range. But yeah, it's the the, the day started average. A little bit of wind. I, my zero was about point five out. It seemed at the start of the day. It took me a couple right. of stages to field remedy that. Um, we'll carry on with you then. So, what was your favourite stage of the day? After that. Uh, ooh, uh, probably one called Choices. Choices. Um, yeah. There's like a it's one of the small tabs at like I don't know, fifteen or twenty meters. And then there's a, a small and a smaller target at like 60 meters. There's like a medium target at like 100, and then a, a big target at like 120 or 30 or something. And you were to shoot. How did it work, Jeff? You shoot one of them unsupported standing twice, one of them unsupported kneeling twice, one of them unsupported sitting twice, one of them unsupported prone i.e no rifle on the ground so no hawkins so hit that one twice and mm. then finally you could do a supported prone shot on the last remaining target and when i looked at the stage because there was no placards because there was in an area we didn't need them and i looked and i i didn't realize there was two targets next to each other at the 60 meter distance 63 meter one yeah i just i just for some reason assumed oh yeah we just engaged that same target for both so I make a plan, I was like, oh yeah, I'll shoot. The first one standing, the next one kneeling, and then I'll re-engage it sitting, I think I'd shoot twice, and then unsupported prone, and then um, prone for the last shot. Anyway, so I shoot the standing one, bang, bang, it's fine. Get down into the kneeling to shoot the 63 meter, uh, which wasn't particularly big. As I come down onto the target, I, I see these two targets, and so does my spotter the arrow spotter and i think oh shit there's another even smaller target 63 meters one of those little square tabs mark that simon's got yeah and i was like oh no but i already had this plan in my head of how i was gonna shoot the stage what i should have done is i should have shot that prone that little target 60 meters so anyway i shoot i shoot the unsupported uh kneeling uh, hit that hit that which i was pretty happy with I'm like, fuck, okay, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to shoot this unsupported sitting. And it took me three shots to get the two hits, which I was actually stupidly happy with because that was a hard target from a sitting, unsupported sitting um, position. And then finished it off and, and clean, clean the stage. Um, so I shot the stage technically not the easiest way it could have been done uh, and still managed to clear it, um, which I was pretty happy with. Nice. But just it was just a super technical stage and it nearly got the better of me um just yeah just real so did real you fun. say uh, i i missed it in what 
in which order because the order is not specified as as to when you take your standing sitting kneeling prone yeah supported prone um was your supported prone your first shots no last so i had my last. um rail harris with me when i started mm-hmm. so i just dropped it to the ground shot everything and then i had one no 15 20 seconds left i just slid it on and it's got you know obviously you sold it to me the uh the big easy knob to tighten it up so it's real fast mm-hmm. and um and then i just um just mag dumped on that long target really <laughs> just boom, 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 hit it a bunch of times which uh yeah. which was Actually, rounds yeah. fired which hurt me <laughs> yeah oh no <laughs> You took out the mag dump mantle. You actually topped the rounds fired, 177. Yeah, I, yep. Yeah, I, one stage, way. I did 39 you shots and, on you one and, stage. Were you, was Graham, was Carl squatted with you? No, he no? was opposite side of the day. Yeah. You guys were so close. You were 175, 177 shots, and you were miles ahead of the next worst, I mean best, whatever, um, shots fired people. So you, you must have been having a, a mag dump duel, pretty much. Yeah, well, it's, you know... You gotta if you got the rounds, it might as well go down range. You know, you don't uh, you don't want to use that extra. Gas oh yeah, Jeff, you were up there, one hundred and fifty four. Yes, you were in. Yeah, all three of you just wasting ammo. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only like twenty five ahead of you. <laughs> Old stage work. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that was my favourite stage. Um, just a really fun. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to give an honourable mention to stage postal which is just a diagonal post and you had you had that fishing rod with the moving sort of the target that moves and then you had oh, four other targets yeah. yeah and you just had to you had to hit each target three times or something so i just i i had the advantage i'll shoot with carl from saver tactical and so what me and him would do we'd just swap who went first because the rest of our uh, squad was pretty green um anyway he went first and he like just went way too slow and I, I got to watch him do it essentially bugger it up and i said to him i was like man i'm glad you went first as i was saying i was like because i had the same plan as you <laughs> and so i just went all hold over and i thought okay i've got 30 seconds for each set of five targets is it yeah and um 90 second stage and i was like okay so that was my um yeah i just did that essentially and just tried to all hold over set a common yeah. parallax that's okay you like it's kind of average on the close target okay on the middle targets and average on the far target because obviously inside that sort of 70 80 meters down to like 15 it's a big parallax change um that was a cool, another really cool stage really fast um, heaps of targets yeah yeah that, that was the one with the swinger in it right yeah stage one yeah 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 so did you um so obviously when you hit the swinger it bounces around um and and even the um the the um the targets either side of it first and third target they would spin for ages so it, it behooves the shooter to pick their target sequence in such a way that they're not wasting time waiting for a target to stop moving so what was your did you run through all five or did you go did you do something else so i went essentially um close to far close to far close to far near to far yeah, i should say okay. yeah so short target just because i didn't want to muck up my order so i wasn't you know um and then i thought okay i'll shoot the close target then i'll hit the the target that bobs around for ages and then i'll shoot the next three and by the time i get back and shoot the little target again 
excuse me, the moving, when I say moving, the target that moves a lot on its strap should have slowed down enough and only be mm. swaying a few inches. And yeah, that's what I did. It worked fine. Plus having this yeah. semi. I can't remember what the round, it wasn't a particularly high round count, but um, I think, yeah, you see me, so you get a couple extra rounds uh, you can sort of rip off at it. So just mm. went fast. How did, how did you get on 15? Not good. Um, <laughs> not bad. Yeah, no, no. Not good though. Uh, uh, yeah. No, not good. Um, no, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not, not a 30 quick stage. Yeah. 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 Right. So it's good segue. Tom, what was your? Oh, sorry. Sorry, carry on. No, no. I was just going to say, yeah. Tom shot at the same um, with the bolt action, same as you, um, and cleared it really well uh, in terms of time remaining. Because um, it was like a 90 second, was it 90 seconds? I don't yeah, know. It yeah. wasn't a hell of a lot of time. Um, my strategy was shoot the first three targets and do that, was it three times? Um, and then uh, do a dial for the, for the next ones. Um, what messed me up was when I got to my third pass through the three targets, and there was enough time for the targets to stop moving um, enough. Um, when I got through my third one, someone said something like um you're done with that target so i was like oh crap i've i've started an extra sequence i shouldn't be here so i swung over to my next target so i ejected a live round moved on to my next target and they're like no 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 no. we just meant that you you've finished that target so my sequence was correct so i ejected another live round went back to my sequence um and that yeah that cost me some points and some time but oh well so to to shoot this stage you get every impact is six seconds a shot so you, you haven't got time for doing like for that to go wrong right um no. For a yeah no you, you gotta be humming yeah so uh, so dialing uh again um i watched my squad mate dial he just he just used up all his time dialing um yeah so it was just just i think i not sure if I dialed intermediate distance. I don't think I did. I just think I just held everything because your first like one, two, three targets. You just sh- like first one's really close, so you aim. <clears throat> you know, you aim above it, and then the other two you just aim at them, and then the the, yeah. the fourth one that was like I don't know, I can't remember half a mil, and then the next one was like one point five. So they were all bold enough measurements that they're really um, easy to remember, and the, the targets weren't tiny, tiny. The third target was quite small, but. Um, but those further ones, even if you're holding like 0.2 out, it'll still get eaten up by the target essentially, um, mm. as long as you're stable. Yeah, cool stage, very very cool stage actually. Not fast, a lot of targets, yep. and even if the target didn't swing, it still would have been a pretty spicy stage time-wise. But adding that movement yeah. of the target not slowing down is um, quite good. All right, Jeff, what was your uh, favourite stage? I didn't clear anything, which is annoying. Um, I I did well for not clearing anything, put it that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, you and you and yeah. Michael, Michael W, both didn't yeah. clear a stage. Oh, but man, I spoke right to him at the end of the match, and he was like, "Oh man, yeah, no, I did really crap. Came fifth." I was like, "Shut up, Michael! <laughs> I'm one behind you." <laughs> um, um, must have what is that? Oh, I mean yeah the the blind stage was my best stage in terms of points um and like i said i, I really enjoyed that um because for yeah. me it was i'd done so poorly 
um, at previous blind stages, it, w- it was quite a confidence boost. Um, yeah. I mean, it's my second last second last stage of the day, but I felt much better about myself and my ability to spot targets, which was great. Um, actually, yeah. I, I heard a little um, tip from I think it was Leon mentioned someone else. Um, he said when you're scanning, scan right to left instead of left to right, and the theory was that you train your brain to read left to right. Um, your brain gets used to skipping over information um as it tries to be fast so it's like yeah I'll give that a go and it seemed to work it, it felt unnatural but leon's you know, blind it forced me to concentrate yeah, never take advice well, from he's blind man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, as i as i might as well not even be there it just sits in his head doing nothing <laughs> but no no good advice <laughs> hey he, he spots animals and shoots them like yeah, I, I would uh i'd take advice from him on spotting we take it all back um, yeah, yeah um but aside from that what went well i mean the the choices choices one uh went well for me which one was that yep. stage two two yeah um unsupported stuff yeah uh that was yeah so so what i wanted to do on that um and that's why i was curious as, as to when you took your supported shot so i took the same approach as you i wasted time dialing um so should have held some or all of, of those shots um, and that would have given me enough time to, to clean the stage. Um, but my approach was, I'll go through all of this. I had my bipod off um, and ready to, to clip on. Um, but I think what I should have done is the reverse because your supported shots are your quickest shots. Yeah, you should so, you should do it and get rid of the bipod, eh? Yeah. Yeah, if I got down into prone, um, yeah, got that small target at 63 meters, bang bang got rid of the bipod much easier to or much faster to take off than to put on um yeah so there would have been some time saving there but i didn't even get to the point where i was using the bipod so uh, <laughs> that's redundant um but yeah i wouldn't have dialed so much on that um but that went well for me um but yeah the rest of that was kind of just like fair to middling all right so where you guys would where would you rank this event for the year one of the better ones well, obviously it seems like it was a uh but, well, yeah, it's good to go to a new, good to go to a new location and um, different scenery. It was yeah, I'd put it as the my favourite match so far of the year. Yeah, it was cool. And Just, one thing I really enjoyed was um, having the so your stages one to four were on a different range to um, five to eight, and they were facing in different directions. So you had different wind um, for half your day, yep. which. Yep. Yeah, I know. It was quite cool. It was just it just changed things up enough to to keep it interesting. Yep, that's no, cool. It was cool. It was a it was a cool property. Yeah. Yep. Results wise, uh, so Tom took it out. Tom S. Uh, I think that would be his second win of the year. So that um, would be correct, is it? Yep. Yeah. So that puts him yep. on two hundred points. So he he so cannot he, make any more points now. He can, but they just don't mean. Yeah. Anything. Not bother turning up. Good. Yeah. And uh, Nicholas Shaw, Nick S, who you tied with last time, is in a clear second. Yep. About, although, yeah, 14 points back, so Tom won quite comfortably. And then Graham tied again with Carl K on 145 points, and you lost on shots fired again. By two two shots, yeah. Two shots. (laughs) So... Uh, but well done to Carl, finishing in third equal, or third out, outright with his less shots fired, which is, uh, see, if he had a bolt action game, it wouldn't have been that problem. 
Um, to be honest, looking yeah. looking back on the day, mm. I would have put that match would have suited the Voodoo more than the the Taxol. The targets were smaller than I expected. A lot a lot more difficult longer range shots than I anticipated. Yeah, but you don't know, right? So, um, not not Is that column. Column three is for bolt action or semi, isn't it? So, yeah. So you, so you and Carl running semis. Yeah. Yeah, it just had a mistake on there. Yeah. Yeah. Tom and Nick. Do do you think it? um, Do you think it helped you um, with your with your higher scoring stages? Just get off those couple of extra shots Um, because some of them were pretty tight time frames. Uh, uh, I'm. I can reason as I'm transitioning. I'll action the bolt as part of my movement. I'm not. I'm obviously I'm closing it on the target, but you've got to mm. take the safety on and off and stuff. So uh, I might have dropped a point there, but I think I would have definitely uh, clawed a lot back on um, my first four stages of the day. Yeah, um, yeah, is what I. Yep. But hey, it doesn't matter. It's still I, the gun didn't stop me losing any points like silly things I did stop me losing points right so um, right. it is an accurate semi though so yeah it's just yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, yeah and just look at the top there's very few semis in the top well there's very few overall really so mostly bolt guns still yeah interesting um, and in Hunter Scotty G took out another one by a so, margin by a big margin 171 Christ. so I yes, caught up he... with Scotty he'd shot his I just walked past Ten him five. as yep. he as he shot his second stage of the day, which he cleaned. And I said, "Oh, that's excellent." You know, oh whatever it was, I don't remember what the fucking stage was. And he, oh, it was he just shot lump and dump, and he goes, "Oh, terrible start though." He's like, "Got next to nothing on the on the loophole," which looking at scoring at seven on, which was by far his mm. worst worst stage. But then, and then he he, he cleaned five stages, and then. Um, Got, got good scores on two others, so yeah, he's, Scotty's uh, he's doing well. Um, so yep. good work to Scotty. He's Malcolm up. G was in second again, so close, but he has a few points back percentage wise. Um, and then Laka was third. Good work, so Laka. Good result for him. Laka was also using the CZ Loner rifle, so oh, yep. provided by um, Killwell Sports, the scope and the rifle, yep. uh, Hornaday via. Um, Steve's wholesale supplying all the ammo. Uh, the gun rack, i.e. Jeff, our show sponsor, is, provides the support bag. One of his grapefruit bags. And we have one more sponsor. Hardy Rifle, supply suppressor. So, suppressor, yeah. So awesome for him. He got to use all of that um, at no cost. He just paid his entry fee. And our awesome sponsors provide all of that. So good work, Lucker. And thank and you. Got to, a good result. Yeah, very yeah. good. It's um, mm. fun enough. Several people have bought, gone and bought those rifles now, which is pretty cool. Did that rifle get there in the previous match as well? Uh, what was it? No. No? No, it got yeah. fifth. It, was it got a fifth. Fifth, and a, yeah. Pretty up there for, yeah. for new shooters. And it got fifth again at the previous round, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe Simon is actually keeping a series score for the rifle, and it's sitting pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Telling up everyone's results, yeah. Uh, that's true. I do keep serious scores for my rifles. Um, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Now, I have a question on the loophole. Obviously, it looked, I have seen a couple of photos on uh, the social medias. Um, it got shot to bits. So, can you elaborate on 
that stage and what went wrong with the prop, maybe, or right, wrong with the shooters? Well, I'd say it went righter as the day went on, i.e. it got easier for... So I a whole lot bigger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, (laughs) I love loophole stages. I didn't do that well on it. I was still struggling with a... um, I altered my zero the day before and it turns out I shouldn't have. Anyway, ignore that. Um, By the time I'd figured it out, um, I managed to get some points, but you had a large, essentially a shooting box behind the uh, behind uh, the, the loophole prop, which is a piece of plywood with some strategically cut um long rectangle holes um and so you would choose where you shot from it was it was pretty cool how um it was infinite options essentially on where you could shoot from and it was flat but but how that lined up to the targets and such um what were you shooting off your oh whatever you had whatever you had so mostly tripod off the ground yeah yeah oh you couldn't go a full prone you'd have to go to a sitting yeah and um yeah, but the, what happened, because what inevitably happens is people look through the loophole and their bullet strikes low and hits the, the baffle board. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though, yeah. And so if people were hitting the same spot that much, they just chopped a hole through the timber. And so by the end of the day, you could essentially just aim at the target like you normally would, and your bullet would pass through the the newly dug hole. <clears throat> um, so some people got lucky there and uh, definitely made up made up some points uh, although not that it's much sh- looking at the scores yeah no it um, was a reasonably low scoring stage yeah Jordan Jordan it. cleared it which knowing him he probably well, actually, shot it unsupported yeah yeah it's one of those stages. people either do probably. really well or really badly there's sort of no mid- a lot a lot of middle ground we've got the scores like lots of single digits mm. and then either that or that, that would have been uh would have been particularly tough for for hunter class, I reckon. Um, yeah. Just in terms of gear restrictions, like trying to build positions effectively, you would have been doing a lot of it unsupported. It, it was unsupported, but the targets were like thirty meters. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we we watched a, a few guys in hunter do reasonably well on it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. shit. Lucky got eighteen. Um, Sam got fourteen. Malcolm got twenty four. Ryan got Ryan cleaned it. Ryan's pretty good from up your way, Jeff. So Hunter, mm-hmm. actually, if you look at Hunter scores, not that bad. So probably averaging better than us. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was... But it, it doesn't actually look like it really affected the scores at opening up. So I did talk to a bunch of the Hunter class guys and your guys, and they were going... Or, or even even Scotty and they were a bit more experienced, and they were going, how, how the frick are you supposed to do that? And I sort of drew a picture, you know, like... He put your target here in the image and blah 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 and offset a bore I think we maybe Mark we me and you do a video when you ease up on being available and um we put your trigger yeah. we put your trigger cam on yes and and actually yeah go through it uh, maybe me you and Simon do it and explain it and because a lot of people are coming into these events uh newer shooters mostly and not actually having a clue on how to approach this and so if you get in a squad and your experienced competitors also don't know, uh, you're handicapped off the bat. So um, maybe it's something we could we could look at um, explaining for people because it, it's similar in our Cinefire matches. We do a little bit of it there with through foliage and such. So if we yeah. can explain to people a bit, um, might make their life easier. And then they'll enjoy it rather than just hitting wood nonstop. 
Yeah. Know, if they're actually no, going, good. fuck, that's cool. There's actually a method to this. Oh, no, that's excellent. That was round. What was round? Was that? That was round. How many round? Round four. Four. I think. Yep. Pu- oh, sorry, Pew Pew was three. Did I say it was four? Anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. So you had. So there's two more rounds to go. T- two more. Uh, um, yeah, point scoring rounds before the final. Spark point, yeah, spark rounds before the final. So this, and that's the, yeah. So you got um, the Baron Earth. Yep. At RTD and uh, back to Jeff's to the wind and rain and lightning. Or <laughs> I surely am do some good weather. Is it raining gun or running gun? Raining gun. (laughs) (laughs) So we we might as well talk about both these matches real quick. Both of them are currently open up. Yeah, so um, yeah, uh, Baron Earth, um, Taxol NZ, so Guns NZ are coming on, sponsors and prizes and stuff for that. So there'll be a few uh, 22 specific uh, accessories, etc. Maybe a few things from Leo Photo. Um, Still entries open. We were about two thirds, three quarters full. So it's still a bit of space if you want to come along. Um, that's on seventh of October. Uh, it's a, we've managed to. It's a very cool spot. Uh, some of the places where we're setting up stages are. Um, there's nowhere else like it in the series, essentially. So we got uphill, we got downhill, we have got a little bit, of, you know, long range stage. There'll be no blind stage. Um, Yay. <laughs> yeah, that's what people keep telling me. Um, and, and but there'll be a, a, a little bit of. Um, you know, uh, possibly a little bit of tripod work, but there'll obviously be ways to shoot it without a tripod. Um, stuff like that. It, it's going to be cool. We've made a couple of new targets, several new targets uh, that'll be in use. Um, I'm match directing this one, um, which is a shame because it looks wicked, but good thing about that is I'll just get to shoot it like every weekend for the next month in the lead-up. Um, I set up one of the stages on Sunday, uh, just gone, and it's probably well, there's two stages. They're some of the hardest spark stages I've ever set. This is for rifleman class. The hunter is not nearly as bad, but they are what I'd call advanced level um, twenty-two stages. They're pretty cool. One of them has particularly small targets, and they are not squares or circles of diamonds. Um, yeah, it's that's. Oh, is, is there a hint somewhere on your Facebook page? There might be, and and. No. I called the stage triangle pod instead of tripod anyway <laughs> but it's that man okay triangle targets are hard it's the first time i've used them they are it's deceptive you like look at it and go oh yeah there's plenty of room there but really you've only got like a circle you could fit inside of the triangle is your like actual aiming area so you've got like the really wide bottom and you're like oh, okay it's 50 millimeters wide so well kind of if you aim at the bottom and probably miss it's 50 millimeters wide but if you aim halfway up it's 25 millimeters wide you know so it's it's they're cool and add in like minus 50 degree in angle on some of those shots um it's going to be a it's cool uh, but anyway so that's coming up on the 7th of october at ahatiti yep. uh, again not a part of the property any of you would have shot on who have regularly shot um, mark and eyes events uh, and then three weeks later, we head north. Yeah, so Armageddon Gear uh, sponsoring the Run and Gun. Um, so if you have a look on our website or Facebook or Instagram, you'll see I've, I, I think, very cleverly used their logo um, in in the um, promotional image. Um, 
so Run and Gun is so same same venue as as all of our other shoots up in Auckland. We've managed to um, use the field shooting New Zealand uh, reduced danger area template to keep going. <clears throat> yep, which is absolutely excellent. Um, so we'll we'll be using the majority of the same range that we would have shot in the last couple of uh, matches. Um, we are heavily changing the style of match, um, and I think that's been one of the great things of the Spark series is um, lots of new locations um, and every or new to to most shooters, um, most of our shooters. Um, but the style of every match has been quite distinct. Um, so, so we're aimed to keep doing that with something that's probably more akin to, um, to Epsic or Speed Steel or maybe even a bit of like some of the brutality kind of stages where you might be manipulating weights or having to run a bit or, or whatever. Um, the idea being that it's going to be uh, shorter ranges, it's going to be fast, it's going to be lots of movement and interacting with probably novel props or, or in using props in ways that you haven't before. So it should be a challenge, but it should be interesting and fun. Um, it's 29th of October. Again, same, uh, same weekend as Seeker show. It's just freaking hard to, um, find space in the calendar. So make a trip of it. Um, if you're coming up from South or, or wherever, uh, we are running a train up day on the Saturday in the afternoon. So you'll be there at 12.30 for safety briefing and then we'll have the range open for um, four or five hours. Um, we'll have several props set up, um, not in the same configuration. Don't, if any of them are used in the match, it won't be in the same configuration or the same targets or anything like that. Um, but you'll also be able to zero and uh, validate it out to range and whatever. So basically for the guys like me who turn up to a match and their practice was the match before, um, it just gives people a, a bit of a chance to, to make sure that their equipment is on. Um, they brush up their skills a bit, um, figure out if there's any last minute things they need to work on. Um, yeah, just try to make it a bit more accessible. And if, if there are people who haven't shot one of these matches or are curious, but don't know if, if they'd be good at it or if their equipment would work or, or whatever, then come along to the train up day. And, um, that's a, a very, very, um, easy way to get into it and, and give it a bit of a, a try out and the yeah. uh loner rifle will also be available for the running gun match too so if you want to use if no one's already booked it which they may have um if you uh, it's booked sorry that's okay we can actually run two people on it too jeff so if you if you do get another person who's keen good call i'll um i'll, yeah. I'm, I'll happy to help with that so again um that will be you just pay your entry free to jeff and then the rifle ammunition is all provided courtesy of our sponsors excellent all right good that's a good uh room fire roundup well one more um, thing so oh, sorry and one more thing the final so the reason jeff's match is sort of squeezed in there is because um the final is 26th of November. So just under at a month Tirata. after at Tirata. So yeah. um, using it, uh, not, it's a similar area to speed versus precision, but not the same. Um, the day before will be a 22 teams match. So if you've got interest in, in that, so the, the idea is it's like a carbine and a, and a sort of precision shooter. So one shooter engages closer, <laughs> bigger targets. And one a shoots. useless shooter and a good one is what you're saying. Yeah. 
which one are you mark uh both <laughs> uselessly good yeah you're the, what are you the, you're the best worst shooter i know that's um, right <clears throat> and so that's on the saturday and then sunday will be the 2023 season final for the spark series so uh there's two more chances to get points leading up to the the final um either you're not happy where your current standings are or um, you need another match to um, to get your two matches before the final and then the final itself you can compete in sorry I should say GPRE is running this you can compete in it even if you haven't done the previous rounds uh, but preference will be given to um, people who are already in the point series but I doubt it'll be an issue and um, points are worth 1.5 times value at the final so Instead of 100 points being up for grabs, it'll be 150. Um, so it, currently, we got two guys on 200, and then there's several of us on like 190 something. So there's plenty of opportunity at the final to do well. Um, and now, if you've only done two rounds and you don't do the final, uh, your series score will become essentially null and void. So if someone's done the, the two, um, rounds in oh, the final they'll move ahead i was just gonna keep my two results <laughs> you've, you've moved a bit back a bit in the standings mark <laughs> yeah. But yeah so anyway. so anyway so that'll open I th- i'm trying to think when he's going to open that up that'll open up soon over Corruption. on the gillis practical rifle events page um uh it's gonna be pretty cool i um no doubt simon's already planning a lot of it so Anyway, but yeah, so plenty, plenty of awesome twenty two coming up, and we should mention too the um, the Tirada Practical um, uh, Rifle Centerfire match is coming up. So that's again a teams on the Saturday, and a individual match on the Sunday. You can shoot both; they're different, uh, different ish courses of fire. Um, the teams match is a combined score, so no individual scores on the day, only combined. And then on the Sunday, uh, the the individual. So there's heaps coming up to finish out the year before we go into december and have a break which is going to be pretty good um it's a good time to to shoot 22 and center fire in new zealand we've got a lot going on it's pretty awesome cool yeah all right all right we'll uh, sign off with that thanks everyone and we'll see you next time all right see you later everybody thanks jeff see ya